How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Um, on this show, Seth is the bigger stat nerd than me. Stat nerd Seth. He, he likes the, uh, you know, uh, the, the numbers that back stop, up. Uh, stop, what? stop it. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Don't worry. All right. People all will right. forget in 15 seconds. Um, it's, I, not, my, it's not true, but I, okay, go ahead. I, I myself, I myself, yeah. when it comes to ranking players and, and uh, deciding what's, you know, subjectively, what's, you know, who's better than, who's better than, uh, than, than another guy. I just yeah. like top 100 lists that give no statistical backup <laughs> at all. I, I'm a huge yeah. fan of the NFL top 100. Oh I'm, yeah, the, the player voted. One. I love a, the NFL top one. 100, <laughs> and I love the MLB going okay. into the season top 100. All right, you are you're correct there in that. Yeah, when you it comes need to these top some data. Lists, I like there at least to be something more than just like I heard this guy's super good. Told you where yeah. I was going with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Told you I was going somewhere with it. The um, player top hundred list has a bunch of guys that have never like voting on guys they've never actually watched play. And yeah, yet, oftentimes yeah. it matches the eye test. But nevertheless, um, MLB.com does their top one hundred going into the season. I do think I do think with these lists, like I don't think they sit down and go, "Well, we need nine Astros in here because they're the best team." I think they truly do list, you know, the the uh, they, they list the, the players, how they feel they should be ranked, and then you look up and you go, wow, the Astros have eight of the top 80 players in baseball. Like, that that matches what we see out there, and they do on this list. Um, Christian Javier, 80th. Jeremy Pena, 64th. Okay, these, these are two. As I go through these, Seth, let's yeah. go through these. As we go through each of these, do we think that the each of these guys will finish better? Or, you know, like, are they going to – be higher up the list come the end of the year or lower down the list? Okay, Javier is the one that sometimes I worry I'm a little too cocky about because it's just too easy to extrapolate a line just to say, well, look, he only had 130 innings last year, so this year it's to the moon. You know, if he pitches 200 innings and does the exact same stuff, then he'll be awesome. And it's never quite that simple. So I'm, I'm expecting him to be better than that. At the end of this year, just because he he'll be a full time starting pitcher, hopefully. Um, but it, but he's probably got the most sway. Uh, Javier, I think, will be better 
because he fixed his swing right at the end of last season. It lasted him all the way through the playoffs. He seems to have cemented it in the offseason from reports early on, at least. You know, I mean, and I know it's extremely early. But, um, yeah, Pena, I feel very – I feel – I, I feel pretty good about Javier. I feel very good about Pena. I, I do too. I think eightieth yeah. for Javier. I think he's Green Arrow up. I think Pena is Green Arrow up. Framber Valdez is the fifty-sixth best player. That is an interesting one because, as you've pointed out, the shift the shift rules do not favor Framber Valdez. He's an extreme ground ball yeah. pitcher, like like ten percent points higher than the second place guy. Yep. Um, so and it's funny if you go and look at just you look at various Framber Valdez highlights, uh, a good deal of them are guys hitting into the shift, you know, yeah. and uh, you know Pena making Pena making a great play as. But this one thing, by the way, that I think people need to know about the shift, uh, it's that the players, it's not just that the shortstop can't be um, to the the first base side of second base it's that everybody has to be in the dirt yeah and then that might be the more crucial one because look you could have pain you could have Pena parked there right at second base but and then still have Altuve as a as an outfielder basically you can't do that anymore he nope. Altuve's got to be in the dirt got to be on so the dirt. um yeah that's a that's a big experiment this year is Framber without the shift see does how much does it affect him compared to others yeah 56 feels about right for Framber for if we're just forecasting into this year that kind of thing I, I feel like part of that with Framber is that look he is trying to induce ground balls if he changes it's not like he's going to be incapable of just throwing more strikeouts yep. or just changing things up a little Jose Abreu is 40th on the MLB list of top 100 players and I think uh, look Jose Abreu has been a really good player for a long time. I think that accentuates just what a good signing it was, that you've got one of the 40 best players in baseball on a very what I think is a very team-friendly deal. It's a three-year deal for $60 bucks for a team that can afford it um, yeah. at a position of need. Like, think about that, Seth. I know we love Yuli. Um, think about the spike in productivity that they're expected to get out of first base offensively this it's, year. You know, it's uh, this is going to be overly simplified uh, obviously because the, you know, the former NASA nerds that work at uh it's for the Astros have got this way figured out more than we do. Mm-hmm. But it does strike me that in a lot of ways as the Astros refuse to to you know, dip into the 10-year contract waters, instead what they've done is they sign guys early to deals that take them through the time then they're 30 or 31 when their skills might start to decline. But then on the back end, they say, okay, look, we're going to give we'll – give we'll give a, <clears throat> a Bregman uh, a deal through his age 30, but then we'll tack on three years to an older guy that, you know, we know we've got a pretty good shot of getting it out of. So they're like – they're signing 10-year deals, but it's a two-headed monster yeah. of a 10-year deal. Yep. Instead of like – instead of finding out that, oh, boy, this guy we signed to a 10-year deal sucks in year seven, they go out and get an Abreu. It's like, oh, okay, he's still good. This is like year eight of a 10-year contract. They're doing things that have much greater predictability, and this is the benefit yeah. of being one of the best teams in baseball. Jose Abreu is not signing a three-year deal at age 35 or 36 with the Astros if they won 82 games last year yeah instead of right instead of giving a 27 year old a 10-year deal in hoping that you know those last three years aren't a complete yeah. waste you just go ahead and you, you find a guy that you feel pretty good about for at least two or three years and you give him a three-year deal it's a good way to look at it and you know along those lines the guys they've let walk 
Um, George Springer, 49th on this list. So George Springer's still playing good baseball, but yeah. 49th on the list. Garrett Cole, at one time the highest paid pitcher, and probably still, no, not anymore with Scherzer and Verlander, 37th best player in baseball, which is Certainly the, which, which the is, most total guaranteed money still, though. Yeah, 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 yeah long-term deal. So, um, which is good. You know, you're, you're the 37th best player, which means you're probably a top 10 pitcher. Um, and yet I still think if you, had to, if you ask Yankee fans – have they been happy with Garrett Cole so far? I think the I think they'd be mixed just based on based on how much he's getting paid, uh, and they haven't done anything yet with Garrett Cole being a New York. He's been there three seasons. They haven't done squat. Um, yeah, Scherzer and Verlander both make forty three point three 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 with a line over the top of it million dollars, yep. and Garrett Cole makes a paltry thirty six million a year. This is uh, paltry. This is where uh, this is where you can really start to. Th- this part of the top 100 is where you can really start to feel why the Astros are the Astros right now. You get to the top 30: Kyle Tucker, 30th; Alex Bregman, 24th; Jose Altuve, 23rd. That is some nice meat and potatoes right there. A couple veteran guys at 23rd and 24th. Even Tucker's a veteran now. You know he's he's been with the team since 2018, 2019 ish. He's still a young player, but he's a veteran. But you've got three of the top 30. And Jordan Alvarez, as I mentioned, they've not revealed the top 20 yet. That's tonight and tomorrow. They're revealing the top 20. So Jordan Alvarez obviously has not been revealed yet. He's going to be, if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I, I actually did a post on the Houston Press about this. I think I guessed sixth overall for Jordan. He's oh. going to be top 10, I think. But I, I, I Boy, guessed sixth. The key is just that, that this year be the year that he overtakes Aaron Judge. You know, last year he was neck and neck with Aaron Judge. Um, not quite neck and neck in the home run race, but a couple of he was a couple of productive stretches away from being neck and neck with him. He was what I think at the peak he was five runs behind Aaron Judge in the home run race, and yet not talked about at all yeah. because they were too busy breaking in on Big Twelve games with Aaron Judge home runs. <laughs> they were. <laughs> That's true. So for the AL home run record, yeah. Um, if he could overtake Aaron Judge while making half the money of Aaron Judge, that would be awesome. MLB.com had an article where they picked five guys who could lead MLB in home runs this year, and and Jordan was one of them. They have Mike Trout. They've got Aaron Judge, uh, Pete Alonso with the Mets, um, Shohei Otani, obviously, and then Jordan Alvarez. And I didn't realize, Seth. Seth, I, I um, I, I know you, you, um, you bristle a little bit at me. Um, accentuating your stat nerd label, but would you like some stat nerd porn right now on your sure. Alvarez? I'm trying to quit. Seven Eleven in the morning. Yeah, this is no stat November or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, his uh, Jordan Alvarez's baseball savant page is just littered in red ink. Here, he's in the 100th percentile, which means mm-hmm. the best in average exit velo. Oh yeah, that means the ball comes out real hard. Hard hit rate. Mm-hmm. He gets it hard every time. Barrel rate. So, actually, what is his hard hit rate? What's the? Uh, it's. I think it's how many times you make. I don't know exactly. No, no. What what's his actual oh, he's, number? Oh, I don't know. He's just in the hundredth percentile. Is all oh, this article all right, says. Okay. Yeah, he's in the hundredth percentile for a average exit velo, hard hit rate, barrel rate, and expected. How, how big is that barrel? I don't know. You have to. Okay. You have to Google. You have to Google yeah. image. 
uh, an expected slugging percentage, which, of course, as we all know, is way more important than actual slugging percentage. The other, there's nothing worse than when somebody tries to tell you what actually happened. Right. It's all about what was expected Supposed to, to happen, yes. Yes. Yeah, he's the- so, uh, as, tell me how many ballparks that would have been out in. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's how I, you know, as if we're going to play this out, that's usually how I, uh, that's how I explain my, my performances to Brandy, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know... This is what I expected. Twenty-nine out of happen. thirty women would have found that right. satisfactory. That's I don't right. know what your deal is. Right. Yeah. That's right. Your course deal. Yours. <laughs> All right. So. I've been in ballparks a lot bigger than this before. <laughs> yeah. So the Astros have eight guys on this list, <laughs> tied with the Mets. By my <laughs> forecast, I, I, I forecasted. I went through the rosters. I think I know who the 20 players are who are getting revealed. I just don't know. We don't know what order they're in. So, uh, so yeah, so Jordan, we'll find out. Oh, did I tell you when I was doing, a, like, when I went down a stat nerd rabbit hole this offseason? Yeah. One of the things I got, I got retroactively angry again about Aaron Boone acting like the roof being open screwed the Yankees out of winning. Uh, was that the clinching game? Or was it game uh, which one, of the NL- ALCS? No, anyway. what, no, yeah, it was one of the first couple games because the Astros yeah. had home field. So yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, um, uh, and it was like you know, actually, the the roof being open theoretically should help uh, the ball travel further because of the added humidity, and not to mention the fact that Boone actually came out and said, "Seems like you know, a lot of times he hits the ball like that and it's a home run." Yeah, the only place. In Major League Baseball, where it would have been in a home run, was it Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Yes, your left. Yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we were trying to screw over your left-handed power hitter because because <laughs> God knows we wouldn't want either of our two left-handed power hitters right. to to have some kind of an so advantage dumb. or be God. It's so dumb. Oh, Aaron Boone. I can't. You know what the thing about that that I discovered though was that Yankees fans were just as disgusted as yeah, us. Actually, yeah. more Yankees fans are disgusted. That the GM and the manager remain on that staff. I love after, it. After last year, they one of their motivational tactics uh, when the Yankees were down to the Astros was to talk about when the uh, when the Red Sox came back against them in the ALCS to to ultimately win the ALCS yep. and go to the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, trailer wheel and frame text page five two seven seven. Damn, y'all are going to spring training? Lucky dogs. Go Strohs, go Texans. Yes, we will be there. We get there Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. We get there um, to uh, to West Palm Beach. Brought to you by Shoppas, so that's going to be fun. I heard you on with um, Clint and Show yesterday for your Tuesday visit with them. And the you did? question, I did. I was. I listening. don't like to know when people are listening to me on the radio. I was listening. I, th- I think you do a hell of a job with them. I will say I was okay. laughing a lot when you were saying things. Those two are like the guards at Buckingham Palace with your sense of humor sometimes. I, do, I feel like sometimes I'm just trying to do anything to make them laugh. Yeah. Um, and I just, so I start getting more and more outrageous and wacky uh, and it, to, to no avail. Yeah. And I think they take me more. I think the kookier I get, the more seriously they take yes, me. Yes, I think it's and having then, a reverse effect. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes I come in the next morning and like, Seth, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, yeah, it was supposed to be a joke. Right. It was supposed to be a joke. Right. But there was, there was no giggling or laughing no, or anything. Bull, your jokes yeah. are bouncing off of them like bullets off of Superman's <laughs> chest. It's incredible. Um, I think they have too much respect for me. They, okay, yeah, they need to disrespect you. A bit it's another issue Brandy has sometimes. It's, uh, 
I'm like, listen, you got to stop looking at me as like such a god, uh, and then maybe you'll enjoy our lovemaking a little bit more, okay? <laughs> you have way That's too much the, respect for me. Too much respect I'd like you to me. slap me around a little bit, yeah. Uh, well, I'm Seth Payne. I like to ramble on and tell dumb jokes. <laughs> Still the best invitation of your laugh that I've ever so heard. so much respect for me. <laughs> Super respectful. Tell you what, no, no doubt who's the king of my castle. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That's why I'm a guy that wears the pants in my family. Oh, no, she oh, are clearly yeah. keeping her in line, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Payne and Pendergast with you. John McClain joins us oh. uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Yeah. But what were you uh, – Oh, I brought you... it up. They were asking you about Chaz McCormick. I think you guys were talking yeah. about Chaz yesterday. And oh, they... yeah. I was um... – About Chaz having John... to earn his spot on the uh, as his starting spot, right? And they bring... asked me if, if – it shouldn't be Chaz McCormick's spot, like as a given. Yeah, and uh, like would almost I think he has like shouldn't Chaz be a little bit offended? I don't like Chaz hasn't been consistent long enough to to be offended by not being the named starter, especially because Myers was still coming off whatever lingering shoulder issue he had from the playoffs the yeah. year before. Um, so I don't know if yeah I don't I don't I don't. I don't see that. I mean, he improved his plate discipline a lot. He wasn't striking out at the um, or in whiffing as much as he had been the year before. But he, it wasn't like it was one long, unbroken stretch of consistency last year for McCormick. He got sent to the minors in June. Yeah, that's right. Man, I wish I would have remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there should be a rule like you shouldn't be the anointed – Feel like you got disrespected if you have to compete for your job starter if you are still within a year of getting sent to the minor leagues for performance issues. It was like when people try to point out 2016 with the Texans as Ryan Fitzpatrick's best year. And you're like, he got benched for Ryan Mallett right. that year. Right. He had one awesome game against Tennessee that skewed the stats. But no, it was not his best year as a pro. He had many less statistically impressive seasons, but where he was a much better quarterback uh, in his career than, than 2016 with the Texans. There were four quarterbacks who were given huge contracts last offseason, and all four of them were great disappointments this year. If you got to pick one of the four who are going to bounce back to Pro Bowl form, which one do you pick? That's next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh, good to be with you on a uh, on a Wednesday. John McClain joins us at the top of the hour. Seth, there were four big contracts given out last year to quarterbacks. And as of right now, <laughs> all four are not good contracts. <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow is somewhere twisting his mustache like a vaudeville villain because he is going to get paid because of these four jamokes. But is he though? Plays for the Bengals. I think he will. Yeah. They're they're planning for this. I think. I, I it may affect some other guys on that team, but I think Joe Burrow is going to get paid. If, if I know the Brown family, though, they're looking to these guys you're about to talk about, and they're thinking to themselves, hmm. I know I was ready to spend all this money, but I've got some precedent here that uh, they want to trade Joe Burrow for three first round picks. I know a team that has a lot of spare first round picks. Oh, yeah. That's not even worth putting a poll up for. Right. Everybody would put. Yeah, they'd have like 97 percent approval. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But here are the four. And the question I have is all four of these went backwards last year for a variety of reasons. Which after of, getting huge contracts. After getting huge contracts, yes. Which of these four gets back to, if you had to pick one, to get back to the to being a pro bowler? I'm not talking about mm-hmm. being the guy like Tyler Huntley who was a seventh alternate. I'm talking about getting named to the pro bowl. Like one like of the... Actually, somebody who's got a statistically good season. Yeah, yeah. Least. Like they're yeah, one of the... Like, one of the three best quarterbacks in their respective conferences, right? Yeah, or yeah. not even that necessarily because you don't always have to be. Yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl That's, form. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Pro, Bowl, Pro Bowl form. Um, yeah. The four are Kyler Murray, Torres ACL, might start this season on the pup list. Deshaun Watson, who played his first football in nearly two calendar years at the end of last year, didn't play well. Aaron Rodgers, who's in the jungle somewhere right now, literally sitting in the dark. And Russell Wilson. Who is the worst of these four easily for last season? And we don't know if he is salvageable at this point. Like Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson did some things. Like I would say, don't be fooled by the highlights or some of the end of the year performance versus teams that were packing it in. Um, he had some some parts of his play that just didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Like that, uh, like that, that a rookie shouldn't be making these mistakes or missing these reads. It was kind of weird. That part of it actually almost makes me feel like, all right, you know what, maybe maybe Sean Payton coming in and actually just being as, as smart as he is offensively and having as much experience as he is, it does have, maybe he gets Russell Wilson back on board. But yeah, I, I, it's, for, it's, it's easier to fix weirdness like that than it is like, oh, crap, his arm, he's lost 10 miles an hour off his fastball. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think um, – Whose star are you hitching your wagon think, to, Seth? I Payne? think it would be just to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I feel like Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Raiders and he makes the Pro Bowl there. Um, even if even if he doesn't actually start caring again. And that's I mean, according to the reports out of Green Bay, it sounded a whole lot like people in the Green Bay front office feel like the guy just didn't show up in the kind of shape he typically does. Like he just wasn't as driven. So if that is the case. If he goes to the Raiders, 
even if he puts in the same effort level as reportedly he put in in Green Bay, he's just got actual weaponry, including obviously Devontae Adams, but yeah. Hunter Renfro. Um, Waller. He's got – what's that? Darren Waller, the tight Darren end. Darren Waller. Presumably Josh Jacobs. I think if, if the Raiders take – Aaron Rodgers, no, there's no way in hell they're trading away Josh Jacobs. I think they're keeping Josh Jacobs. This is a, a win in the next couple of years because um, he's a potential franchise tag here. Yep, up. yep, he's a free agent. So, um, yep. uh, that's yeah, I'm with you on Rodgers. Like, Rodgers is the one I'm most confident in kind of returning to form. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm kind of right there, though. I just don't know. I don't know how good Cleveland's going to be. That's the only thing. Yeah. And the other thing with Cleveland, too, is that I think that in that offense, in that weather especially, it's – that's not a joke, man. And I think people – some I think when McLean was talking about it, I saw some people kind of scoffing at the notion that it's harder to throw uh, the ball in Cleveland than anywhere else up north. The way that stadium is situated right there on the lake, it is – it's kind of absurd. Like, it's a hard place to be a quarterback. And – I think it's taken some somewhat promising quarterbacks at time and kind of squashed their careers. So as far as the statistics go, I think the Browns end up being a, a very much a running football team. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be able to operate out of the gun as much as perhaps Deshaun Watson would like. So I think even if Deshaun gets back to his old form, it might not be Pro Bowl worthy this season. Yeah, yeah. I The, the two that I'm out on are Kyler Murray. I'd be out. I'd have been out on Kyler Murray even if, even if he hadn't torn his ACL. Just because I've never a I've never been a huge Kyler fan, and b I don't know what this Jonathan Gannon thing is going to look like in Arizona. I know I'm basing this off of like three minutes of footage on social media, but boy, it is an awkward three minutes that I'm watching of this guy walking around the building, dapping people up, and shooting lasers with his hands and things like that. But maybe maybe that's what Kyler Murray needs instead of like super cool Cliff Kingsbury. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's not the kind of guy that he needs all a nerd. Of a gonna, yeah, yeah, or just or somebody's kind of serious about it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, about the game of football and or life. Yes, and uh, yeah, or maybe yeah, some guy that at least hasn't already failed as a head coach. That's true. Can we get a can we get a head coach in here who hasn't already? abjectly failed as a head coach. Can we do that? Is that? Is that? Tell me you're serious about the head coach you hire by at least taking one who's had some success in his previous stint as a head coach. Not who's coming off of four straight losing. Four straight losing seasons, everybody. I just want everybody to sit back. I, like, and honestly, I'm still kind of amazed that this isn't, this isn't mentioned more often. The Cardinals hired a guy as their head coach who had had four straight losing seasons in college. What the hell is that? I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. How did that go? Like, and I know there was talk about it at the time, but I feel like we should talk about it at least once a week everywhere. He went 35 and 40 with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback for a big chunk of that time. He got Patrick Mahomes drafted 11th, and by that, I mean it in a bad way. Yes. You know? Like, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Seth, when they hired him, when they hired him, it's not as though the, the Cardinals could have said, well, nobody knew Mahomes was going to blow up and be this. Oh, no. He had just won the MVP of the league, Mahomes did, in 2018 yeah. in his first season. His first season playing football without Cliff Kingsbury saddled around his neck as, a, as an anchor. Um, we're getting a text to the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. I like these. We'll talk more about stuff like this in the next segment when we do our daily mock draft injection. We have a Daniel Jeremiah yep. 2.0. 
what are the chances the Texans trade back into the first round, such as the 33rd overall pick and a third-round pick to move up to 15 or so and grab Bijan Robinson from the Eagles? Oh. So not um, using the 12th pick on him, but trading back into the first round to take Bijan Robinson. I'm going to accuse that person of being a Damian Pierce hater. You bastard. Mm -hmm. You son of a... No, I'm not going to do that. Um, But I do think that, like... I do subscribe to the golden rule of modern running back drafting, which is draft a running back in the first round if you are already a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. If you're the Chiefs, if you're, you know, the Patriots would do it, uh, you know, or they, they did it. Um, that, that's something to help you put your team over the top. But the short shelf life of running backs leads to, like, Saquon Barkley-type situations. If you draft one, you draft one now – and, you, you know, realistically, you need a lot more on this team to be genuinely competitive. So, yeah, I just I don't, I don't want to waste uh, a couple years of tread on the tires by drafting a running back right now. I don't. And if they use the 12th overall pick on Bijan Robinson, I wouldn't necessarily approve of it. But, yeah. but I would get over it quickly and be ready for the fun of watching Bijan Robinson just every week. Be excited week. for Bijan. Yeah, Robinson. I would be excited yeah. about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Remember how fun it was to watch Damian Pierce last year until all of a sudden everything ground to a halt? Right. Because <laughs> I'm hoping that doesn't happen this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I would, uh, but trading back in. Uh, now, now, just forget about Bijan. If the Texans want to trade back into the first round like the Jets did last year. Remember the Jets had yeah. two first rounders? They traded back in and they ended up the first night with three first round picks on their team. Yeah. That would be fun. I would, That'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot would of be, fun. You know, the other things, like the ones, the things that I'm not particularly looking forward to, except that if they happen, I'd be excited about it, would be like an Anthony Richardson. Um, if, if they drafted him. I, like maybe by trading back, but now he's getting mocked more and more into the top fifteen. If, if you took somebody, if you took a position player with the number two overall pick, and then drafted Richardson as a you know as a guy that's going to take some work, and then maybe I don't know, maybe who knows what else you do for a bridge quarterback? Um, I'd get excited about him. I'd, I'd still be nervous and wringing my hands, and be you know I'd I'd be very quick to pull the trigger on uh, on on the what the hell is the GM doing talk as soon as somebody that, that somebody else didn't work out, but still. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about this in the next segment here. We've got our daily mock draft injection. That's what we do. We get it to you seven forty. Everybody needs it, man. Everybody needs it. Um, and this one is Daniel Jeremiah, who's one of the more respected voices out there. NFL.com, a former scout. This is version 2.0 for him. What direction does he have the Texans going at 2 and at 12? And what does he have happening in front of the Texans in his mock draft? That is next. Headlines after that. John McClain at the top of the hour. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. We'll do headlines shortly. We'll talk to John McClain at the top of the hour. He's in West Palm Beach at Astros Spring Training. Mock draft injection. We give it to you each and every day. Different mock draft. They're all over the place. The mocks are flying right now. Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> is, uh, is one of the, I would say Daniel Jeremiah, one of the more respected voices in this realm, probably, Seth, right? The, yeah. The draft time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DJ, uh, as they well, call him. Plus, because he works for the NFL uh, network, he's extra careful not to, you know, Take any take any shots or yeah. uh, any of that. He's very uh, he's. I mean, he's just like a genuinely stand up and decent dude. Anyway, yep. yeah. So let's see what he's got here in his version two of his mock draft. He's got the Bears going Jalen Carter at number one. Here's what he says quickly: uh, I'm not projecting trades in a mock draft this early in the off season, but I'll be surprised if the Bears end up holding onto the number one overall pick. That said, I don't think they'll move down beyond the range of one of the top defensive players in the draft yeah yeah that's um and that's a, yeah the trades is where it starts to get sloppy as hell it it seems man and it's all smoke at this time of year but it seems more and more likely it just makes common sense in a lot of ways that the the bears are probably going to trade out of that first overall spot yeah which, I, I yeah I, I don't know if it's as high a percentage as people like people are there's a lot of people seth who cover the draft who think it's a, like it's a done deal. It's just a matter of yeah. what the what the the price tag is for moving. Out. Yeah, I, well, and a lot of that comes with okay, it, it, like if it were Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence or something, it would almost be a slam dunk. I feel like people are starting to look at Bryce Young as a guy that is he's the best guy available that people feel good about and can look past his huge blemish, which is his size. So they, it feels like there's enough of a a fervor over Bryce Young, even though those teams all have reservations about him, that somebody's going to go up and get him. Totally, totally. Yeah, they, they, look, if it was Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck, I think some of this chatter about trading Justin Fields would actually have serious substance to it. That they yeah. move on from Fields and then use that first pick on Lawrence or a Luck-type guy. With, I mean, who knows? You know, And that does remain one of the other dangers of the Texans uh, not getting Bryce Young if that's who they really want yeah is if the Bears just decide to move on from Justin Fields. that's the worst case scenario because then you can't get that pick the Bears use that pick on Bryce Young that's the worst case scenario with the combine starting up next week it, you know and and look the Texans have the second and 12th overall picks and a lot of people want them to get Bryce Young if you're looking to root for certain things coming out of the combine I'm not saying sit there in front of your tv and watch the drills and root for things if you want to great i'm just saying as far as themes coming out of the combine next week you want jalen carter or will anderson to knock it out of the ballpark in fact it'd be best if one of them knocked it out of the ballpark and the bears just fell in love with whoever that was like if jalen carter just goes there and did what you know like remember jordan davis last year i know jordan davis ended up going 13th overall but he's 
not viewed the same level of prospect Jalen Carter is, but Jordan Davis, also a Georgia defensive lineman, went there and ran a 40 time that was like in tight end range, and the dude's 300 pounds. You yeah. got to if Jalen Carter goes in there and just just destroys the combine. That's a good thing for the Texans because maybe the Bears go. You know what? No need to pick up an extra second and a third if we think this guy can be the, the Aaron Donald of our defense for the next ten years. It's a it's a tricky scenario because in some respects, um, if you could if you knew for sure that the Colts didn't really want to trade up for a quarterback or for one of these guys, then you could play the game of like really making it seem like the Texans love a couple of these defensive guys, absolutely love them, and get the Bears nervous enough that, like, oh, boy, yeah, we uh, we don't want to we don't want to trade down to four and then risk both of these lose guys them, lose being them both. gone. Yeah. 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 Both. So, um, I, like, I, I don't know. I, it, it's dicey. Man, it, whenever you start trying to play the smoke game, Dude. I don't, I'm not a confident enough poker player to try to play that game. Me neither. Me neither. I, I, I'll say this, though, just in general, like taking a step back. Look, I was as mad as anybody when Indianapolis blew that game to the Texans and blew the number one overall pick. Uh, there's way more interesting topics being at two than there are. Like, if we were, they were sitting at one, we'd be going, all right, well, we'd be twiddling our thumbs going, when is Bryce working out? That kind of thing. It does make for some more interesting chess moves. That said, let's let's just get to the pick here. Um, with the second pick, Daniel Jeremiah, version 2.0 mock draft, has a Texan selecting Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. He says, Young is the best quarterback in this class. I'll think he'll, I think he'll fit beautifully with the Texans as they try to work their way up in the AFC South. Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously he's in that school of guys who are willing to overlook Bryce Young's size. But yeah. I don't... I don't see many of these guys, you know, say they don't have any concerns at all about his size. And I think one thing, too, there's been a bit of an overcorrection when people try to explain, like, look, it's his body weight that we're really freaked out about. It's almost like people interpret that as saying, like, the height is no big deal either. No, the height's a big deal. It still is. Just because shorter quarterbacks have been productive doesn't mean that it's not a concern. Short quarterbacks themselves will tell you that, yeah, they have to modify the way they play in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so it's both the height and the weight are a concern. It's just that the weight is an extreme outlier. There are very few guys historically in the NFL um, at Bryce Young's body weight. Brent Arkenden's starting to grow on me as a cop, though. <laughs> I know. I saw your video yesterday. Oh, you did? Oh, well, the one you, you sent me a snippet of oh, it included oh. <laughs> mentions of Fran Tarkington. I was good. talking about how sexy Joan Baez yeah, was yeah. Uh, was as an 81-year-old. I took Because we were talking about it at the end of the show. Yeah. So on my YouTube stream, I was talking about Joan Baez, how impressed I was by her. Yeah. Just like uh, in a lot of ways as an, uh, as an 81-year-old. And then I looked down, and one of the comments was about Bryce Young, but he asked, like, what about Fran Tarkenton as a comparison? Why not him? I was like, because he's just not as sexy as Joan Baez. That's right. Like, I just, I'm not, Silly. that's not my thing, man. <laughs> I like a bulkier guy. Yes. Yeah, Fran Tarkenton was tiny. He did play, Fran Tarkenton played in an era when you were basically allowed to uh, go Hannibal Lecter on a quarterback yeah, if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. You could, you could just, you could give him a wet willy while he was on the ground and, uh, it, it, and make him scream. But it wasn't. It was still a different era. So I, I only partly use Fran Tarkenton. Well, every highlight of Fran Tarkenton is him scrambling. I'm like, well, is he scrambling or is he running for his life? Like that's. Yeah, the, I know. <laughs> um, but to your point about Bryce Young, like I think it's a good distinction of the height and the weight. Like the height will get a few passes batted down. The weight will get you knocked out for the season. You know, yeah, as far as yeah. a, as far as a handicap goes. Um, 
So, Daniel Jeremiah, moving along. He actually has Tyree Wilson going three overall to Arizona. I kind of like it. Tyree Wilson is he, he from Texas Tech, the edge rusher. He wrecks shop. He's a good player. Um, C.J. Stroud going to the Colts at four. Let's skip down to 12 in the Houston Texans. This is the Daniel Jeremiah V2.0 mock draft. The Houston Texans select Jordan Addison, USC Yay, wide uh, receiver. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I thought he was going to take Johnson for sure. Nope. Nope, Jordan Addison. It says, Houston instantly adds some firepower for number 2 overall pick Bryce Young. The selection of Addison, along with the return of John Mechie third, would give the receiving core a huge boost. I'm with you. I want Johnston there. I don't want Jordan Addison there. Jordan Addison's so, a nice player, but I want Johnston. Yeah, Johnston out of TCU, who, boy, I mean, where did he even have Johnston going in this I think in the draft? 20s so somewhere. 21 to yeah. the Chargers. Okay, so if you're going for Quentin Johnston, you're looking for a a bigger, I was about to say bulkier, but he's still pretty, he's got kind of like a Randy Moss physique. Yep. He's, he's muscular but kind of spindly lean, yeah very yeah, spindly but he breaks a lot of tackles yep. like he runs hard after the catch and when you think about the san francisco 49ers where slowick the offensive coordinator was the passing game coordinator last year um guys who could run after the catch especially when brock purdy came in mm-hmm. you know a rookie quarterback which the texans might be playing with they made it a lot easier for Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy could throw short of the sticks and Ayuk or Debo Samuel would catch the ball at the first down marker, bulldoze a couple guys and either get the first down or bulldoze their way into the end zone. And you see a whole lot of plays like that with Johnston. I, I like, um, I like Addison. I just, I don't think that he's. I don't think he's the best fit right now. If I had the choice between Addison and Johnson, I feel like Johnson gives you that ability to stretch the field, not quite as electrically, but that he provides more of that physical element that D'Amico Ryan's has said he wants. Two of the next four guys on this mock draft taken are cornerbacks, and I think yeah. they're the first cornerbacks taken. Well, no, Devon Witherspoon goes tenth to the Eagles, but uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, the son of the uh, former Steelers linebacker, Joey Porter. Those are two of the next four picks. If the Texans took a corner at two, how would you feel? Um, I would feel – I'd get excited on one level just because, man, the, one of the best ways to have a really good defense is just have one really strong position group. Um, and if you, can, if you can lock it down – there and if Derek Stingley, you know, continues to work out, yeah. then then so be it. I think that uh, the the thing that's gone a little bit under the radar is that Stephen Nelson quietly had a very solid year Agreed. as a corner for the yep. Texans. I agree. So I'm okay with. I'd rather spend that on a position of need. Great. I need. mean, the Texans have need everywhere. But great right, need. Right. Yeah. Great need. Yeah. Because if Derek Stingley works out. Um, you know, then Steven Nelson's performance is just fine. You could have a really strong uh, couple cornerbacks as a group if Derek Stingley really fulfills his potential. So I don't, I don't need to, to do it in the first round this year. All right, let's, uh, let's get to some headlines. We'll talk to John McClain. We think in about 10 minutes. Ben, did you say he's in the clubhouse right now chit-chatting with players? Okay, so as soon as John gets done, uh, uh, he's not chit-chatting. He's doing, like, actual interviews with them. But um, we'll talk to McClain here shortly. Let's get to a, a few headlines. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. All right, the big headlines uh, at Astros Spring Training, which, by the way, Seth and I will be at starting on Sunday night, uh, brought to you by Shoppas. We're looking forward to that. We'll be there all week next week. I've got the list of games in front of me here that we get to go to. Excited about that. 
Um, CBSSports.com's Matt Snyder, who's one of their baseball writers, does a really good job. I follow him on Twitter. Snyder's good. Um, MLB Power Rankings, picking baseball's top 10 lineups entering the 2023 season. The Astros were a little further down in rankings like this last year just because the bottom of their lineup was such a was such a black hole at times. Like, Yuli, yeah. Yuli had regressed at first base. Kyle Tucker got off to a slow start, but he straightened things out. Center field was a black hole. Martin Maldonado was literally at times the worst offensive player in baseball <laughs> last year. Hey, hey, by man. some metrics, I'm just he, uh, I'm just stating yeah, facts here, buddy. He just was it was strategic, man. Yeah, okay? he's lulling yeah. everybody to sleep. Um, the Astros right now, according to Matt Snyder, the number two ranked line, and I should mention too, Michael Brantley got injured 64 games into the season. They have the second best lineup according to these power rankings, and the best lineup in the American League. Um, of course, the actual power rankings, they're at the tippy top. They're not second, they're first because they're the defending World Series champions. But yeah, when he he laid this out, Seth, like, man, if the Astros, who, by the way, Brantley aside, had pretty good luck with injuries last year. Like, overall, like, you're going to get, you know, Verlander had the calf for a few weeks. And, uh, you know, there were little dings and bumps here and there with Pena and guys like that. But overall, health was not a major issue for this team last year. But let's pretend for a second you get a, a most of a season out of Brantley and you get a normal Abreu season. Yeah. Abreu is a rock. That dude never gets hurt. And I'm sure I just jinxed him into missing 90 games after saying that. Um, one through seven, man. One through seven. This is a pretty, pretty sweet lineup with the return of Michael Brantley coming back, assuming he's he's ready for the start of the season. Yeah, that's um, – look, the, the Astros – I don't want to say they've gotten – boring in terms of them being predictably good um but it's a little bit like that yeah, be careful I, and that's, that, what's that be careful Why? as soon as we say that i don't know i feel like you say that and they're gonna win not 73 games this year so. I tell, that would have to be because of injuries yeah, yeah right i mean that's, for sure uh, i mean we've seen we've seen you know whether in the playoffs or the regular season at times with the astros last year where the very best guys on the team were all in a slump and you're still winning baseball games. Um, but part of that, the, the pitching matters. Verlander, I think the place where you might be prone to getting a little overconfident is not in the lineup. Because, look, the, the bats go dry and then bats come back. Um, but the pitching depth is very, very good. But the the relievers did benefit very much by Verlander being such a hoss and being able to go deep as often as he did. Mm-hmm. That kind of creates this cumulative effect where the relievers were fresh uh, at times because Verlander was able to give them a break, and then that helps out, obviously, your other starting pitchers. So you don't want there to be – you want to be on guard for these other guys being able to go a little bit deeper into games, um, and, and which, which should happen with age, but it's just not always as simple. Yeah, they still got Fromber, who led the league in innings pitch, so he, he yeah. will serve that purpose, but I'm with you. Like, they need – yeah, they're going to – most of these guys are, you know, five inning, six inning max guys. Uh, the bullpen will probably be more taxed for sure. I've seen, um, you know, in some ways, I've seen some people talk about how bad the Dodgers have gotten on this power ranking. They're sixth right now. Yeah. Um, you know, they lost. Uh, they lost Trey Turner. They oh, and Justin Turner too. They lost all their Turners. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah, I, I believe Vegas still has the Dodgers as the second favorite to win the World Series. Yeah, they're still a really yeah. good baseball team. Yeah. Um, it's just you know they've they, yeah they've lost some pieces here. 
Oh, of course, this is for the lineups too. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, this, this is just power rankings. Yeah, this is the lineups. lineups. They yeah. got really good yeah. pitching. Um, yeah. you know, and they got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. So they're, I mean, they're, nobody's shedding any tears for the Dodgers, especially because they hired the dude f- that got suspended for a season from the Red Sox cheating scandal. You sent me that article earlier this week. Oh yeah, no, no, that was a big deal. Yeah, and plus Clayton Kershaw did the old. Um, uh, he liked to do that whole equivalency thing where he, now the story is basically. Uh, from a lot of these guys, that, hey, yeah, everybody was using uh, electronics to steal. Because remember, that was the thing that made the Astros so evil back in 2020, yeah. was that they were using electronics. Right. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it turns out everybody was doing that. But the Astros were way worse because they were banging on stuff. Yeah. That was like, it was way worse. And so, uh, yeah, they're still the bad guys. Ah, you frauds. Yep. 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 Yeah. JT Watkins is the guy's name. He was the videographer for the Red Sox. He was yep. the only one to get punished in that whole thing in their Apple Watch scandal. They made it look like he was a lone wolf. Right. No. And it, yeah, they were they were stealing signs, using their film room, relaying it to the dugout in real time. They were sending it to runners who were on base. And yet, because the Astros banged on garbage cans, all of a sudden it became like perfectly acceptable in anybody's minds these days that, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we would use high-speed cameras and computer programs to steal signs and then send them to guys on second base so they could uh, communicate it, you know, it, before and at bat. Right. And everybody's looking around like, yeah, what? Well, like, three years ago I heard that was the worst thing you could possibly Right, do. right. No, we were cheating, but the Astros were doing it in a way where they were getting that information on every single yeah. pitch. I mean, you, know, you guys are yeah. You guys are all freaked out because I killed two people. Like there's a lot of guys over there that like murdered one person. Like what? Like what? You know? Um, or no, they're doing the opposite. Yeah. I murdered two people. There's right. somebody over there that murdered killed, three. Killed yeah. three. Yeah, absolutely. I was using my own personal experience. <laughs> no, you get a little swept up in the moment yeah, sometimes yeah. with your, <laughs> your history. Um, by the way, you're listening to KLT and KLT HD2 and Odyssey Station. Um, the franchise tag window in the NFL opened yesterday, Seth. I don't think there's any Texans free agents who are going to be looking at a franchise tag anytime soon? Um, you don't think so? No, I don't think so this year. I've not it looked at the be... list. But, uh, oh yeah, no, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going. To... Brandon Cooks is the opposite of a franchise. Oh yeah, tag. he's basically got the franchise tag for the next two years. You know, with his uh, eighteen million or whatever it is. Uh, he's open for business. Yeah, put a slap an O on his uh, scarlet O on scarlet his scarlet O for open for business. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's been a while since the Texans have had to worry about the franchise tag. I would say that the the big franchise tag storylines in the league, and real quick, for those franchise tag, you got a guy who's a free agent, you can put the franchise tag on him, and depending on what type of franchise tag it is, exclusive or non-exclusive, I won't go down that rabbit hole, they basically get the average salary of the top five guys at their position. So they get a one-year deal. If it's a quarterback, it's a monster deal. It's like 35 to $40 million dollars. Those will be the interesting storylines with the franchise tag, Seth. Baltimore, they've got like a couple weeks to do this. Early March is the deadline to put the franchise tag on, guys. Lamar Jackson is almost certainly going to get the franchise tag. Daniel Jones, who reportedly has changed agents because he's looking for top-tier money, the quarterback of the Giants. I don't know if he switched. I just saw the headline that he's switching agents. Um, Saquon Barkley is another one. So the Giants actually have a decision to make because you can only use it on one guy. The Giants have two guys that you can do that. You can do the franchise and a transition, can't you? The franchise, uh, the, yeah. There's two different types of tags. I'm not sure if you can. You do, said you weren't going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, Let's not yeah, go down there. Yeah. It's um, it's it's a long one. Yep. Um, but that, those are the big ones. Anything involving a quarterback, um, 
or running back, uh, that typically is uh, the I, Yeah, story. I think the, the biggest and most notable one, I think that's not, not directly related to the Texans, is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, because Josh Jacobs, uh, look, he's he's got reason to be, I don't know, I guess disgruntled, I suppose. Um they didn't use the fifth-year option on him, which was a, a strange choice. Uh, they ran him like 25 times in the Hall of Fame game last year. Uh, they were like, Josh McDaniels did total Josh McDaniels things right off the bat. Like he came in and said, oh, boy, here we got a running back going into his franchise year. Let's go ahead and put his body in extreme risk. The very first inconsequential extra preseason game of the year. Um, and then, like, from there, it doesn't seem like there's any love lost between Josh Jacobs and the Raiders right now. And yet, especially if they get Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that, you'd think they'd want to keep him around. You would think. He's been a really good player for them. The one bad year that he had, not bad, but, like, just sort of blah year that he had was unfortunately for him his third year, which is when they have to make the decision on the fifth-year option, yeah. is after year three. But he was... He was really good as a rookie, 1,100 yards, averaged almost five yards a carry. Second year, he had 12 touchdowns. Um, and then his third year, he wasn't great. He was, that was the only time he's been under 1,000 yards. This year, he, he led the league in rushing. He had 1,600 yards this year, and he yeah. averaged uh, almost five yards a carry. He was really, really good. I would do, if I were uh, the Giants or the Raiders, I'd just go ahead and give, give the dude a lucrative three-year deal, and if that gets it done, and then just kind of wait around and see what happens at the trade deadline. It, because, mm. I, like, so much now, I feel like teams are just starting to use the guaranteed money almost as a way to buy a to draft. buy picks, yeah. Yeah. So some team, if I'm a, if I am a, like, look, look the 49ers last year. I mean, McCaffrey, if Garoppolo had stayed healthy, I think, honestly, he would have ended up being better than Brock Purdy. But even if Brock Purdy had stayed healthy, like, McCaffrey made that engine go when they added him sure to the did. mix last year. I think that makes guys just as valuable, or more so now that you've got a recent example of it. So a guy like Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs either works out for you and you have a really good year, or he might end up being a really nice trade piece to buy some picks. All right, let's go out to West Palm Beach and uh, catch up. I did it already, Ben, but I'll do it again for you. Uh, you're listening to KLT and KLT HD2 and Odyssey Station. Ben likes to hear that. Um, Hold on. Let me get my, my list of emotions to <laughs> see what you were. You sounded a little bit. Um, <laughs> were, you, were you seething as you did that? Was no, that not seething. seething. To, I'm not, not seething. No, were you fuming no. at Ben? No, I'm not fuming because I know. Were you exasperated? <laughs> none of those things because Ben, okay. Ben was getting John McClain on the line, so I know he didn't hear me do the ID. Sounded a little bit like an ill-tempered. Uh, I did. Like, pro- yeah, I, I probably did that, but I'll do it I, again. Okay. I probably yeah. came across that way. I did have somebody for the uh, second time tell me in my DMs this week that they like me to tone down my arrogance a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show, but Sean, you can tone down the arrogance. Okay. Oh, I don't get that from you. I feel like I'm the arrogant one. I don't know. This, this guy specifically said Seth's not really like that. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll, I'll show it to you during the break. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.